Hello there. Praise King Jesus. Yeah, I'm so excited to share with you this episode, which is all about intimacy with Christ. Because I, I just have very recent experience of it, and I have a beautiful testimony about it. Recently, there was something God told me to let go of, and I was very inconvenienced. Actually, I was very ready to disobey. Then there came this dream that warned me that if I disobey, things are going to be so bad. So I let go of it, not because I wanted, but you know when you get married to someone or during courtship and your partner tells you, I do not like that. You may let go of it, not because you no longer want it, but for the sake of your partner. So a few weeks after telling me to stop that thing, I happened to start contracting breast cancer to my left. And then the voice of, like, I was in pain and my mom told me, go to the hospital. And, you know, I was used to telling people my problems, but after some time I realized no one really has the solution to my problems, especially this time. So when she told me, go to hospital, I was like, first wait, I'm going to go. Ah, I started doing things here and there, confusing, confusing. But in my heart, I was like, I have to first talk to God. I have to first inquire, why did he let this happen? I have to first hear from him. So deep down, the Holy Spirit asked me, so what next with cancer? So I was like, like inside me, I wasn't talking out loud. So inside me, I was like, I think I can just go on to serve God. At least I have an opportunity to know when my life is ending. So I just live the rest of my life serving him and go to heaven. Isn't that the big deal? So when it reached nighttime, I said my prayer. I dodged going to hospital that day. So I said my prayers and then I told God, God, I'm in pain and you know it. But what I'm confident about is that you have spare parts in heaven for everything. I am leaving this to you. Please take away this pain. So I went to bed and all I wanted was him to say something about the situation or a sign. Oh, I don't know. I was just waiting for his go ahead. So that night I have this dream whereby I go to a cobbler to take my sh- one shoe to be mended. And then this cobbler, after fixing my one shoe, he tells me, bring the other shoe. And then he fixes two shoes of mine, a pair. So I tell him, so how much is fixing these shoes? And then he's like, you girl, are you serious? Don't tell me you came here without money. So I'm like, no, you just tell me the amount, then I'll go pick it. Then he's like, no. You bring whatever amount you want, like Gweziye, because we're talking in Uganda. So I leave him, and then I go to pick the money. So it, my original intention was to give him 1K. But then I was like, ah, but he has fixed two shoes. Let me give him 2K. So in when I wake up, the meaning of the dream is that currently I had taken one side to be mended. I was feeling pain to my left. So I had taken one side, but because God knew that in the future, the other side was going to be affected. So he asked me, he asked me to bring the other shoe and then he also fixed it. And then somehow God doesn't do things completely at zero price. That is why he told me 
how can you bring your shoes here to be mended without paying anything? So he told me, so that is, the 2K was fasting two days. But when you look at it, at first we think God's things are difficult, fasting, praying and all that. But then if actually this cancer had gotten out of hand, if I hadn't trusted God to take my issue to him, you know how much the cost of treatment for cancer is and everything. They can even, how do they call it, where they cut off the body part. I've forgotten the name, but whatever it is. So it is a very big testimony to me. So it is a very big testimony to me. And then Psalms 25 verses 14. The Lord is the friend of those who obey him and he affirms his covenant with them. So he, he is a friend to those who obey him. I have this opinion that if I hadn't obeyed at first, when my problem had come, and I would go to God to talk to him. He would have just kept quiet because I refused to do my part. Now he wouldn't have been open about also doing my part. When we go to Genesis chapter 18 verses 17, it says, And the Lord said to himself, I will not hide from Abraham what I am going to do. When you're friends with Christ, he tells you what is going to come in the future. He doesn't let problems just hit you or even temptation. He warns you. He tells you about his plans for the future. He doesn't let things just bump into your way. Let it be with work, um, marriage, your children. You're always aware. You have a feeling. Let it be an accident. He warns you. And then the decision is up to you. So before the cancer thing came, I was wondering, why does God really put us to tests and then want us to obey him? Like, I, at first I felt like he's preventing me from doing what I love or what I like. But then I'm so grateful the Holy Spirit revealed to me some few things. One, he... God sees the future. When he says, stop doing this, at that moment, it may not be affecting you or anyone. Like you may be taking alcohol in very small amounts, but what I know about desires of the flesh is that they're like the world of the dead. The resort is room for more. It keeps on multiplying. You reach a point and that amount never satisfies you. Some applies to adultery or fornication. Some applies to any scene, it just keeps on multiplying and you never get enough. And you just have to go to deeper, deeper heights and yeah. So, for example, when you look at John chapter 12, it talks about Judas Iscariot. Jesus knew that he was a thief. If at that point Jesus told him, but Judas... You love money so much. Reduce that love for money. Judas would have thought, ah, this man doesn't love me. But Jesus sees the future. When he tells you to stop doing something, he knows in the future that will be what the devil will use to go against him. And in the end, Judas trades Jesus for money. Another reason is that sometimes God is just testing between him and that thing. What do you love more? Can you give up that thing for him? And what I've realized is that you can't outgive God. If he tells you to leave something, he prepare, he doubles it, he triples it. You like he multiplies it in so many ways. You may leave something small and then he just gives you something very big that you even would never have owned. So what I want you to know is that when you become intimate with God, for example, Abraham. 
God gave him a son. And then he says, Abraham, take your only son, the one you love so much, and offer him as a sacrifice to me. Abraham couldn't say that. No, let me give you Ismail instead. No. When God tests you, that is exactly what he wants. You can't say that. Let me get another thing and give it to you. Eli, you realize the following morning, Abraham just got up and took his son. So when he showed such commitment to the Lord, God was faithful. He made him a father of nations. He blessed him. He gave him so many things. So I hope that likewise, the next time the Lord asks you to do something, you be quick about it because trust me, God always has something up his sleeve. There is something he sees in the future that you cannot see. And there are plans the devil also has for you as God's child, just like Job. But God has a better plan. He always changes what Satan brings for bad, for the better. So just trust God. Whatever he asks you to do or obey, just do it. Whether it's hard, just make sure you've done it. Ask him for the grace to do it. And in the end, this intimacy, this bond keeps on growing stronger because God owns everything in this world. He can give you anything, any day, any time. Yeah, may God bless you.